Welcome to the Jesus, Jewels, and Justice podcast, where we investigate connections between theology, science, and biblical justice. This week on the podcast, we'll be answering the question, what is the Bible? There's no time to waste, so let's dive right in. On the surface, the Bible is a collection of 66 books that are officially canonized in the 4th century. Today we're going to go a little bit deeper than that. And I think it would be valuable to describe what the Bible is not, rather than just describe what the Bible is. So the first point is that the Bible is not something for only scholars and preachers to study. In the 119th chapter of the book of Psalms, the psalmist, we don't necessarily know who wrote it, but the psalmist consistently declares that God's word, or the law, is a lamp to his feet. He specifically says this in verse 105, in which he says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The second point is that the Bible is not a buffet. You don't get to choose the parts that you like and throw out the rest, essentially. Doing this devalues the Bible and makes light of God's sovereignty. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17, the Apostle Paul is writing, in which he says, All scripture is God-breathed. Whether the scripture is about heaven or hell, we don't get to pick which ones to read and which not to read, or which ones we do like or don't like. The third point is that the Bible is not your personal validation. This relates to the second point, but even further than that, it means that we don't get to make the Bible fit our own narrative. The Bible wasn't written to conform or deny our own beliefs. It was written to tell us God's redemption story for humanity through the person of Jesus Christ. Even the seemingly quote-unquote ugly or uncomfortable parts in the Bible are still important and still are incorporated into the whole story of the Bible. And again, going back to 2 Timothy verse 16, Paul says, All scripture is God-breathed, profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. The fourth point is that the Bible is not a cake. It's not something that should be only used on special occasions, when we're feeling sad, or when we're feeling happy, or when we need some sort of pick-me-up. It's our daily bread. And so going back to Psalm 119, the psalmist pours over the law in an effort to be closer to the Lord. The psalmist's passion for the scriptures is one that we should all long for. The fifth point is that the Bible is not a science textbook. We shouldn't view the Bible through our 21st century eyes, through the eyes of modern science. Instead, we should view it through the lens of the authors who wrote it, and the cultural and historical context of that time. So to give an example, trying to wedge science into texts where it shouldn't be sets you up to create a bad hermeneutic and you end up fudging the interpretation of scripture. Now, I'm not saying that science knows everything, science doesn't claim to know everything, and also there are some things that science doesn't have an answer for, and probably won't anytime soon, that God only knows. In Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 6, Nehemiah says, For you are the Lord, you alone. You have made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts and the earth that is on it, the seas, and all that is in them, and you preserve all of them. The host of heaven worships you. 
So in this portion of this, Nehemiah is describing the Lord and how he is the creator and how he sustains all things. And this is how we should view creation. It's important to realize in this case that God is the creator. And however he decided to create in the beginning, whether it was through some sort of evolution or spontaneous six-day creation, or whether it was over a long period of time, or however God decided to create everything that we know, ultimately that doesn't matter as long as we know that God himself is the creator of all things. And so with that, now we have a basis for what the Bible is not. The Bible is God's redemption story for humanity through the person of Jesus Christ. God uses the Old Testament and the Old Testament authors to point toward Jesus as the one who is going to come and save us. And in the New Testament, the authors point to Jesus and say, this is the one who has saved us, and so we must live for him. There is so much more I could say about the Bible, but that'll have to be saved for a separate episode. So with that being said, I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Jesus Jewels and Justice podcast. If you like this content, like this episode, I hope that it has blessed you all and that you'll come back next week for another episode on theology, science, and biblical justice. Blessings to you all.